Welcome to Focused on Forward. The purpose of this podcast is to focus on recovery from life situations, be it a disease, chronic or acute, perhaps the loss of someone so dear to you in death, or a change of life patterns that has affected you so profoundly that you have no choice but to find your new normal and become focused on moving forward. Each episode is designed to show the positivity that people bring to each and every one of their stories, the successes they've had, ways that they have become so definitively focused on moving forward. We look forward to sharing their stories, and we hope that they inspire you just as much as they have inspired us. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Focused on Forward. Today we have the pleasure of talking with Jory Prajinsky, who is the director of a company called Hope Instilled. Now, one of the reasons I wanted to talk with with Jory is that I saw him on Twitter, and uh, not him personally, but his company, and I was rather uh, taken back by some of the things that they were posting, and taken back in a good way. Uh, I think nowadays it's uh, especially when people are going through things and having to deal with different issues, there's just not enough positivity. And we need more things to be positive about how we get through things, how we fight through things, and and to acknowledge those those set of circumstances. And so what I saw in, in, in Jory's company here, Hope Instilled, and he'll go into a little more depth about this in just a moment, but uh, what I saw in his company was that there was positivity that there was always something that encouraging people to look forward, to keep moving forward, which is, so I thought it lined up pretty nicely with what we try to do here on this podcast. So I invited him to be on and thankfully he said yes. So Jory, we're very excited to have you here and we'd love to hear your backstory about your personal uh, triumphs and also how you got started with Hope Instilled. Please take the floor. Well, Tim, it's interesting that you say backstory uh, because mine is my back, which created the whole, the whole situation. Um, and it, right there, that's my attitude. It's always find something that's lighthearted about this. So um, I grew up, well, I was born with my legs severely twisted. And my parents, when I was a newborn, had to have uh, put me in steel braces each night to get my legs straightened. So. I mean, I came into this world disabled, um, but everything worked out well there. Came a good, healthy young man who got into uh, a lot of mischief to, um, you know, keep my parents on my toes and uh, ended up getting into auto mechanics. And the real beginning of my journey was in 1987 at work, I injured my L5 S1 disc, uh, unloading a delivery truck. And I was young, I was healthy, barely drank, never smoked, went through all the conservative treatments and it just was not taking care of the pain. So in 1989, I had to have a back surgery. Seemed pretty simple, fusion, you know, disectomy, laminectomy, um, get this done, fix me, my mechanic background, that's where my mind was, and get on with life. Um, and I was newly married at the time of that first surgery. So went in, high expectations, um, 
Went through the recovery great. Everything seemed to be going well, except I started having pain again. And I found out in 1993 that the first fusion failed, non-fusion, and end up, through circumstances, I ended up having to go to a, a different surgeon. The first surgeon was out because of his own injuries. <coughs> so I had a second fusion in November of 1993. High expectations, let's get going with this. By that time I had two young children, uh, ages one and three, and went through the surgery. Everything looked great. The surgery went well. In about eight months, the pain was back again, and I found out that the second surgery failed. So October of 94, I had my third fusion and with a different approach and thought, okay, maybe just doing it from a different direction will make the difference. And again, this is all still at L5S1, only one level that was being operated on. So we went through that surgery and again, it, everything seemed to be going well. Um, but then in spring of 1996, I started feeling pain again, but it was a bit more intense because it almost felt like the vertebra were rubbing against each other, uh, bone on bone, it just how it felt. So I found out that that third fusion failed. So in September of 1996, um, within three days apart, I had two fusions with an internal bone stimulator and hardware. <clears throat> I was suggesting to the doctor to just use some duct tape and bailing wire <clears throat> just to get it, get it done. So, um, so we went through that surgery, went through recovery in that. Again, everything going well. Um, ended up having to have the, the internal bone stimulator removed. It's, a, it's an electrical device to just increase the blood flow to the area to ensure that the bones heal properly. And it was um, giving me some problems. So the doctor said he would remove it. And while he's in, uh, in the incision, if it looks like I'm fused, he would take out the hardware as well. And I was like, okay, great. And I woke up with a small bottle of the hardware uh, sitting on my abdomen. And you know, your first thought is, hey, this is great. Only five surgeries later, I'm finally fused. The problem is that because of the repeated failed fusions, I ended up developing medical complex PTSD because I never knew when it was going to fail again. Oh yeah, that makes sense actually, yeah. Yes, um, and it took me, it was over a year of my mind struggling with the fact that the doctor saw with his own eyes that I was fused. So finally, finally we get through that. Well, by that time, I had so much scar tissue build up from the surgeries, from the incisions. Uh, my back was cut open four different times in the same place. 
on top of the same same incision. So I ended up with muscle uh, muscle damage and nerve damage from the repeated surgeries, which was a new had to have a new type of pain because you yeah. keep life interesting apparently. So well, yeah, and that's all adds a whole new wrinkle onto everything that you were already going through. Yes. Um, and then came the bout of suicidal thoughts, suicidal ideation, um, because I just didn't know if I could keep going and trying to raise, you know, still not, you know, fairly newly married, um, raising a couple of kids, but I went through about a year and a half of suicidal thoughts before I finally got through those. So then I went, um, seemed to be able to do pretty well for a while, for a number of years. Was able to, to get the pain under control, um, not let it be too much of a, a bother for me, except that the next thing that hit me was um, In 2006, I was at a stoplight on a nice summer afternoon, and I was rear-ended by an inattentive driver of a pickup truck going about 50 miles an hour. And he just slammed into the back of me. So I ended up with a severe concussion. I bruised the back of my skull from my head impacting backwards against the headrest. And then a couple of levels in my neck, my cervical discs that were damaged from the accident. Um, and so it took a few months to be able to get recovered from that, where I could actually walk without the pain of each footstep. But once I was recovered from that, what my mind went to was there's a now I can relate to somebody with a traumatic brain injury and I can relate to somebody now with cervical neck problems in addition to just low back pain. Where that thought came from, but that's where my mind went to how to move forward with this. Um, well, and then, let me ask you this real quick. So you get rear-ended by this truck you're obviously sitting still. He's doing 50. He slams into you. Now you've gone through all these back surgeries. You've gone through levels of PTSD. You've gone through these suicidal issues. And so you, you know, you're thinking that you can identify with these people, but did you, did you also think at that time, well, you know, not at that mo very moment when you get slammed into, but as you're going through the process of recovery, um, did you start thinking about, well, you know, that's when I can start thinking about all these other people too, that, that, you know, maybe I can identify with these other people who've had back issues. I can identify with people who have had uh, issues with battling PTSD, suicidal thoughts, things along those lines as well. They were fleeting thoughts. Um, during all of the surgeries, I kept having this feeling that I was going through this all for a reason because it made no sense to have a repeated failed fusion um, for someone who was young and healthy and 
there's no reason why it wouldn't work. But I mean, it's it's interesting your question uh, because during the time after that time period, you know, people would ask me, well, did the doctors ever say why you didn't fuse? And I would just, I had to just say to them, it's like, you don't understand that in those moments, I was in severe pain. I had a wife, two young kids. Only thing I could have focused on was to try to get the pain taken care of so that I could work on trying to be a good husband, be a good father. Um, all of this was taking a toll on being able to hold a job because I kept having another surgery. Um, so, but the, the thoughts were implanted that there was some reason. And even in 2000 and 2001, I have notes I wrote back then about the need for a uh, chronic pain support group, a real good peer to peer support group and a, um, I call it a resource center of information for people living with chronic pain and with mental health conditions that all come from whatever their situation was. But they were just ended up being notes in a notebook, but they were seeds that were in the back of my mind. So the change that came, um, I ended up, you have to sometimes you find yourself going down into depths that you would never believe you could handle. Agreed. So I ended up, I ended up having to stop working because I couldn't focus and the pain was so intense. Um, I put on a lot of weight from inactivity and in 2013 I fell and I dislodged my L4 vertebra. And pretty much at that point I figured I was done. The luck ran out, but that went back in place. I started working on losing the weight. I, I just told myself the weight's not doing my back any good. And so that was the plant, you know, planted in my subconscious. I started to get, you know, wean myself off of pain medications. And so this was 2014, 2015, long before the opioid all that that's going on now. And as I improved, it was to the point where my chiropractor referred me to CrossFit for training because I did so much better being physically active despite everything I'd been through. Then when we got into 2015, that's when the real, um, the passion started to really build about reaching out to others and starting to create the ideas for Hope and Still. Um, and Hope and Still began January of 2016. And the whole basis of Hope and Still is because of, as I was going through my challenges, to put them lightly, um, I was trying to find information, but I didn't even know what information I was looking for. So here I'm talking about alternative treatments, um, different ways of trying to address my pain because 
I had gone through the pain doctor saying that, you know, if there's nothing else we can do, you need to learn to live with your pain. So chiropractor, I lucked out there with somebody who was really good. Um, and then thankfully she referred me to myofascial therapy, to uh, deep tissue massage therapy, to craniosacral therapy, which is um, an offshoot of myofascial, but it's for brain injuries, for, for different types of brain or, and head traumas. Um, they even do it on newborn babies. It's like some amazing things. Um, but I didn't know where to find this information. It wasn't just like um, chronic pain is us, come here and we're gonna give you all of this. That didn't exist. And I felt that that needed to exist. Um, I was just crazy enough to keep pushing and not give up. And so with Hope Instilled, what we wanted, what I wanted to do was to provide a resource for information for people with chronic pain to help enhance the quality of their lives. Absolutely, yeah. And so we, we call ourselves an oasis from the darkness of pain. Because societal stigmas are, are, are challenging when it comes to chronic pain, disability, mental health, and uh, there's not much, it's not an easy place to be, and it's not a place anyone wants to be, but we need to come to terms with the fact, and it's not bad, that chronic pain is not something that's curable. However, you can become healed from your chronic pain or from your chronic illness. And the best quote I found on healed, healing, healing does not mean that the damage never occurred. Healing means that the damage no longer controls your life. Very nice. That is, that is everything to me and what we can do to others to do to help others. Yeah, absolutely. So with hope instilled and, and I, I'm, it's kind of you to uh, appreciate the things that are, we're sharing on uh, Twitter and, and social media. Um, I have an amazing young lady who does our social media work. Um, she herself has some health uh, uh, challenges. So she has a, a passion for this as well. Um, because I'm certainly not smart enough to put all the things together she's finding. Um, but we are, we, on Hope and Still right now, we have about 20 different alternative treatments that are listed. And this is free content. People can come, they can come stay as long as they want. If they want to read every single word on the website, great. It's all there free to help others. And I, I, to me, it's reaching my hand out to someone else because no one ever reached their hand out to me. Nobody was there to say, hey, Jory, come this way and, and this will make a difference in your life. Um, but as you do with your podcast, that is what we're doing 
we're taking what we've been through, seeing what is needed, what can be beneficial to others, and helping others to look at their lives and, and see that they're not the chronic pain they are, they're not the chronic illness that they are. <clears throat> and the sky is the limit on what they can do once somebody helps them. So, um, I mean, I like to tell people that what if, this is an interesting question for people to, to ponder. It's not an easy one, but what if the injury or illness that you are now facing isn't taking anything away from you because that's the first thing we think that we lose when we have an injury. We think we lose out because of an illness. But what if instead of us losing something, what's actually happening is that injury or illness is revealing who we really are meant to be as opposed to what society is trying to tell us how to be. So what if it's revealing who you're destined to be? That's a powerful thought. Really. Thank you. No, I, I mean that sincerely. I think, I think many times when people um, feel handcuffed by their, by their situations, by what they're going through, um, and because... Yeah. They don't know where to find answers. And so that's where a website like yours is uh, very important. What you guys are doing on, on social media through Twitter is very, very important. You know, information is in fact power. And having that power at your fingertips to know that there's resources out there that you can use to help you manage these things and not let them manage you. You know, that was one of the things that we had to learn with my daughter's situation was that we had to learn how to manage it not let it manage us uh, and, and kind of take the reins and steer it a little bit. So to me, that's where I think uh, uh, what you guys are doing is, is so important because it, you're touching more bases uh, than just this one type of situation. Chronic pain can cross so many different boundaries. It does. It, it, it crosses worlds. And it's fascinating, every time I talk to people, um, a lot of people that we're, we're talking to about uh, improvements with, that we're looking to make with the website. Uh, we just spoke with somebody the other day about SEO, search engine optimization, and, and things that we can do. And she told us about her chronic pain struggles she's been living with. And I have, um, through our LinkedIn profile, my LinkedIn profile, there was a gentleman who um, found us, liked what we were doing, um, found the website, looked through the website, really liked it. He reached out to me. And he is a, um, he has a PhD in medical research. He does, writes medical papers for um, a number of, alternative healthcare companies. And he's at Trinity College in Dublin, Ireland. And he reached out to me saying, hey, I really like what you're doing. I would like to help you. 
and let's talk about if if you feel that I could write papers for you, which would be beneficial. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, I was just like, whoa, <laughs> all right. But then as we talked, our first conversation was almost two hours. And he was revealing to me his challenges with chronic pain. And it's a hereditary thing, which uh, his grandfather has lived with. So again, it's it touches everyone's life in some way. Either the person themselves has chronic pain or a loved one or a friend has chronic pain. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, hey, I, I don't mind telling people, hey, this is the reality of life. You might not like hearing it. Don't shoot the messenger. But every person is an accident or illness away from a life of chronic pain. Yeah, you know, and it's funny too, because when you say it like that, so many times when people come into these situations and, and just from what I have, uh, the people that I've talked to through Focused on Forward and, um, you know, some of the things that I've read about uh, with other people uh, who are dealing with situations similar to like my, what my daughter's going through. You know, nobody planned for this. Nobody said, you know, on this date, I'm gonna go to the hospital, and I'm gonna get this thing. Or this date, I'm gonna sit at a red light, I'm gonna get plowed into by a, a truck, somebody who's not paying attention. Nobody plans to have an accident. Nobody plans to have a life-changing illness or uh, life-changing uh, injury or, or things along those lines. But, you know, it goes back to a saying that I was told when I was 16 and I kind of, I kind of tracked this through with me through life. It doesn't matter how you fall. It matters that you get up. And so I think with, you know, a lot of what you're talking about, a lot of what we talk about, it's kind of the same premise. Here's these things coming at you at all, all different angles. How are you going to respond to them? Are you going to lay there and allow the, the dirt to kind of get kicked on top of you? Are you going to stand up, try to do your best to brush it off and keep moving forward? You know, and so that's the way we look at it. You know, uh, you just... You just can't sit there. You got to keep moving forward. You got to define it, not let it define you. That is everything of what you just said there. That is so powerful. And why is that something we're not taught? And that's a whole nother conversation. Yes, it is actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, but I mean, we're not, it's not taught to us on how to prepare for anything that might be adversely affecting us because human nature, we don't like to talk about things that are, are problems and, and that's okay. We understand, you know, that's part of it. But I think that that is what gives you, Tim and, and myself and, and so many other really beautiful and amazing people, these opportunities to fill those vacancies. Yeah, absolutely. There's a need for your podcast. It is, it is so very much needed. And you're going to have, this is just going to be such an amazing journey for you. You know, it already has been in a lot of ways. I, uh, I tell people the reason I started this is, you know, I, I needed an expression of, of something positive at, at the time when I started it. Uh, my, when we came out of the hospital, my head was a bag of cats. I needed to 
have handled this in a certain way. I went to therapy. I talked to counselors, you know, and all those, and they did a great job. They helped me with so many things that I was, I was struggling with and working through. Um, but, you know, as I, you know, started talking to more and more people, I thought, you know, these people have stories that need to be shared too. And people need to hear these stories and how the, how resilient people are. You know, uh, we're more resilient as human beings than we ever give ourselves credit for. We can endure more than what we ever give ourselves credit for. And for me, this was, has become a very empowering thing to, to hear stories like yours. Somebody who's gone through multiple surgeries, <laughs> a car accident with, you know, all these other different things that have affected you so adversely. But here you are, you're, you, you know, you talk about ways and things that you've done to, that have, you know, benefited you positively. Um, you know, and I think the thing that so far, the thing that I've, I've enjoyed the most is that I, I look at a story like yours, Jory, and I go, okay, here's a guy who's had a pretty nasty deck stacked against him for a little bit here. But here's a guy who also looked at that and said, you know what, I'm going to be positive. And I think positivity wins if you allow it to, if you, you know, if you get up in the morning and you put your positivity boots on, uh, you know, it's kind of hard for you, for other things in life to, to come swinging at you. That is extremely true. Um, and, and actually with, with what we, I say with what I have been allowed to create with hope and still, because when I started this, I told people and, and I, I would love to have really known their true reactions. They're probably like, okay, Jory, you're like not really, thinking this straight, but I told them straight out, I says, I am not going to lead this because I don't know where it is supposed to go. I'm going to follow it and I'm gonna see what it is, this mission that I have been created for, where it's supposed to go. I understand that fully. <laughs> and, and it's been an amazing journey because at the and every, every time I needed the next person to do something, whether it was our web designer, uh, the gentleman who does press releases, a couple of guys who've helped me put together um, our business plan. Um, each time they came to me when I was ready. And that's not, that's not me. That's not in my hands. So I, I, I just keep myself open and with that, we also created another piece of Hope Instilled, which is, because Hope Instilled has never been done before. What's there for information, and we've not found any other website like it. I would agree. Thank you. Um, and, and we're just getting started. Um, but we also then created Hope Against Pain, which is our, it's actually the only action-based peer-to-peer support group ever created to address chronic pain. And it's based off of what I went through to keep going, not give up, um, to acknowledge the changes, to believe in myself, uh, to grieve for my losses and to forgive others. And in my case, certainly the medical system, um, just forgave them. It wasn't something instantaneous, but to be able to move on. So that's our next component we're adding in and having that, uh, that's gonna be a virtual opportunity 
because it's going to be easiest to be able to reach the most people who need it. Excellent. So, and then even on Hope Instilled, the next parts there is to expand into a member side where we take all the content we have that's free, continue adding free content, but to really embellish it and provide even more resources for people. Oh, that's excellent. Nice to know that there's a growth plan in place. It's, it's, it's going to be really cool when it's done. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like all things in life, Jory, it's a, things are a journey. It takes time to get things done the right way and, yes. and to get it and to get it done a good way where it's not only uh, enjoyable, but beneficial for, for the people that you're intending it for. I've, we have touched, I mean, we've touched lives throughout the country already, which is in itself humbling. Um, I've had opportunities to interact with people around the world. Um, I met this amazing lady in India who's on, uh, has been in our, one of our support groups and she's a poet and she's just such a delight, but I never would have met her if all of this hadn't happened. Agreed. I feel the same way about this. I, there's the people that I've talked to, some of the people who've been guests on my podcast, clearly they're friends and family and I know them and I know their personal stories. Um, but if it weren't for this, you know, chances are I would, I wouldn't be talking yeah. to you. I would not have met you. I would not have met uh, Nancy Sovereign from Wish Upon a Teen, who we, uh, who uh, was just a few episodes back, um, you know, and a few other people. Uh, I would not have been able to meet these these wonderful, inspiring people who are going through all these things and, and doing all these good things for people. And for me, um, this is part of the, this is the fun stuff. This is the good stuff, uh, being able to talk to people and hear their stories and be encouraged by them. And so that, I don't know, that's always been the, the part about this whole thing that I like. We're, we're given these gifts and a lot of times they're disguised um, in, in different ways. You know, they, they say, I know one saying it's like happiness is often disguised as hard work. Um, you know, things that you might want in life is, is often described in hard work. You have, you know, your work to, to, get these things to have a good relationship um you know i was divorced several years ago it just was a good you know worked out the best um neither of us had signed on for my medical challenges but um, my girlfriend now is just so amazing uh, and it's been such an amazing opportunity and um again that never would have been if if these things hadn't happened but to me, what all happened to me, the, the injury, the uh, being born with twisted legs, um, uh, all the failed surgeries. Um, I have a couple of other uh, near-death stories that would actually stand hair up on the back of your neck because it still does to me, but they're all gifts if we look at them in the correct way. And that's it right there. It's how you view them. Right. You know, so I'm, I'm going to shoot a name out to some people that can check up on this guy. Dave Stevens. Dave Stevens Speaks. He's a gentleman I've gotten to know. Um, we're working on some radio things together. He's an amazing, this guy is just 
amazing. He's uh, was on ESPN for 20 years, seven Emmys. He tried out for the Twins for um, some football teams. He played a pickup game with Snoop Dogg. Um, he pinch hit for Daryl Strawberry in a game. And he was born without legs. Really? Yes. Interesting. Check out Dave Stevens Speaks. And he is the most humblest man I think I've ever met with what he's been through. That's impressive that he's been able to do all those things. Right. And then, I mean, I, I, I forget this other gentleman's name. I just saw another video. I'd seen a video of him before. He was born without arms, but his, uh, he ended up with foster parents and then he was adopted, but you know, they just, they didn't look at him as a, a child born without arms. They just helped him with how to live his life. And he, he wanted to be a rock star. And so he plays drums with his feet and he, oh, cool. can really, he can nail some stuff on the drums. Yeah. It's impressive what people can do and how they overcome those challenges uh, because that's all they know. That's what they do. You know, it's, it's there. I have yet to see a video of anybody who's born in those circumstances um, who sits around going, Oh, poor war was me. Uh, typically they're, they're energetic, you know, high motivation people that I'm going to, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to do this. I'm going to power through. And, and I, I tell people that it's okay to be in a place of being bitter. It's okay. It, it, if you are just coming into something that's hit you, um, you know, what you have shared with me about with your daughter and, and to go through that, you said earlier, you know, you know how you can even deal with all of this. Oh, there was absolutely there was a time for bitterness. Yes. Absolutely. You have to allow that. Yes, because that's part of the grieving process. We do need to grieve. And grieving is not just for when we lose a loved one. And so it's okay to be bitter, but just don't stay there. Somebody it's said to, it's not a place to live. Yeah. And then we're getting better. And then find those people are going to reach out to you and make a difference. I'm, our Facebook page has touched every continent, which just blows my mind. We ended up having to, a couple of years ago, we had to start translating our website into Spanish. And I looked at it with uh, our social media lady and our web designer and I said, I have no idea how you're going to do this, but I think this is the best problem I could ever have hoped for. <laughs> right? Yes. Yes. And so now we, you know, we need to start looking at, at ideas for, you know, what other languages do we need to translate into so we can be prepared. Right. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In addition to making sure that, you know, the accessibility of the site is all um, up to standards and that. So. So let just, me, let me ask ahead. you this, Jory. This is a question I like to ask all of my guests. And it, it, it kind of gives me an insight into 
who you are and it helps the guests, I think it helps the listeners to understand rather um, your mindset on how you approach things. So here goes. Not to boil down your story to one sentence, but if you could look back over everything, what's the one shining piece of information that you take from your story, your example, your life that has helped you to focus on forward? That is, oh, that's a great question, my friend. Good for you. Um, wow. I would have to, oh my gosh, to get it down into one sentence. Um, we'll let you slide with two if you need to. <laughs> thank you. Um, well, for the longest time, and it was through just working on cars, my brother and I, we just, we did not believe in the word can't. We just chose not to believe in that word. I think that is the biggest piece. And nobody, nobody, I have no idea where we came up with that from. We've never really been able to figure that out. Our parents certainly were, I mean, they did all kinds of stuff on the house and things. My dad just like learned how to do these. So that's probably where it came from. But we just decided we, we don't believe in the word can't. And I, I'm going to take you up on having a second sentence. Fair way. On that offer. The word impossible, if you look at it from a sideways view, and that's the best way to look at life, the word impossible actually says, I'm possible. It absolutely does. So it's all in how you look at life. Very good. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, don't believe in the word can't and I'm possible. Yep. I like those. All right. So, very good. So, Jory, where can people go to find out more? I know we've talked about your website and we've talked about your Twitter page, but maybe you can spend a, mo a moment here uh, giving the, the listeners an opportunity to know where to go to find all this great content, all this great information that is so powerful and so helpful. Well, our website is hopeinstilled.org. That's H-O-P-E-I-N-S-T-I-L-L-E-D, one word, dot O-R-G. And then literally it is, hope was instilled in me. So that's where the name came from. So on Facebook, we're uh, just search for Hope Instilled. Uh, you will come across the company. And then also we do have a private um, group in there. It's a small support group in there. We are on uh, Twitter, and again, you just was it hashtag open still or on that? I don't even know the Twitter handles things, but or at open still. I think it's at hope and still, yeah. Yeah, so everything everywhere, hope and still, Instagram, we're on Pinterest. Um, just search for hope and still, one word, and you'll find us. Very good. Do you now? I know that because of 2020 um, and all things that are wonderful about 2020. <laughs> uh, I use that that phrase loosely, but uh, 
gatherings, of course, around the nation, around the world, really, uh, are limited. But do you have anything that's coming up where people can look to try and find you? We, uh, we do. And this has been something that it does shine a light on, on my, my mindset of things. So we have been planning to do an event here in the Milwaukee area um, called Ability Fest USA. It was going to be, it, it's going to be celebrating the 30th anniversary of the ADA, Americans with Disabilities Act. But what we then extended to is bringing the different organizations in our area who have um, services which support people with, with disabilities. But then we also added in organizations who do um, arts and, and you know, Milwaukee Ballet here has a ballet without boundaries, which is wheelchair ballet. Oh, beautiful. So they're gonna perform. We have a pink, um, pink umbrella theater company who does expressive arts for, a lot of it's focused on children, but any age with any type of a disability or learning uh, challenge, anything like that. And there are a number of these across the country. We have, um, of course, the adaptive sports, but we have, we're going to be having uh, adaptive sled hockey, adaptive rugby, adaptive self-defense. Uh, going to be talking about adaptive rock climbing, adaptive kayaking, adaptive sailboating. Oh, that's cool. And we also have somebody who does adaptive horticulture, which hits home with me because we grew up with a big garden always. And so, but it's like, how do you, how do you do, a lot of people would just really love to just have plants or grow herbs in their houses, but hey, let's show them how to do it if you are in a wheelchair or if you have maybe some limited mobility or um, you know hands, you know, because they have so many different utensils. Yeah. Now, so we're going to have you know her her there as well. Um, we have it's it's just endless. So. However, we were going to have it at a, a large outdoor place, which is well known for the Milwaukee area for music festivals. People can look it up and figure it out from there, but they had to close down. So we've since moved to a hotel in Brookfield, Wisconsin, so indoor. And what I went with right off the get-go is we need to have this be an in-person and a virtual event. Oh, sure. Yeah, give other people the opportunity. Right. And a lot of, you know, we've seen a lot of virtual events. Everyone has been starting to hear about them. Um, so we're going to be having virtual performances. We're going to have virtual vendors. Um, so like Pink Umbrella Theater Company, um, Milwaukee Ballet. We have a couple other expressive arts uh, organizations. We're going to actually create a discussion panel. Uh, it'd be like a, a Zoom type session. People can tune in and listen to a discussion panel about expressive arts for people with disabilities and how they too might be able to get involved. And that's great. Okay. So it was a situation of, okay, 2020 virtual, we need to do that in case everything shuts down or, or whatever to be prepared. But then it quickly hit to me that no matter what, we need to have a virtual event because for one, somebody might be 40, 50 miles away and they would really love to come to the event, but 
mobility just isn't going to make it happen. So we can bring this to their home. Um, or they're in different parts of the country. And we can bring this to their home. And they can start to get an idea of what's available. And they might be able to find things that are available in their area, um, such as expressive arts or painting or um, Oh, it's just be a ton of things that are going to be coming out. So, the, actually, the name of the event is Everyone In. And Everyone In. Yes, it's so E V E R Y, the actual number one in. Okay. And Excellent. So that's, that's our event that's coming up. Um, and it's also, I said, we're, we're celebrating the 30th anniversary of the ADA. However, I'm going to be building this into an entity which has this information available all year round. So it's actually Fantastic. what we've done with Hope Instilled and now add in uh, to do that same offering of, of free information for people with disabilities. Okay. And then this is, this is just going to be our first year event. Okay. Now all this information I'm assuming is on your, on your webpage as well, hopeinstilled.org. Uh, we've not had it on, added on to hopeinstill.org yet. Um, that but will be, it, but everyone, yeah, yes, it will be. Um, okay, excellent. I, I keep telling everybody, listen, 2020 is sideways. We actually have a benefit to why we're still working on trying to get all the details put together, even though the event is the end of October. Understood, understood. I'm on 2020. <laughs> well, we blame a lot on 2020, might as yes. well. All right, well, Jory, there's, this has been a, uh, a very enjoyable conversation for me. I appreciate uh, the fact that you're doing so many things to try to empower people and give them a, a sense of, of being and on how to help themselves and, and manage through their situations. And, and so, frankly, I just want to thank you for what you're doing. I think it's very important and it's very encouraging. And we need more things that are uh, empowering and positive right now, especially uh, because of that funnel 2020. But yes. uh, so, but most importantly, I want to thank you for being on today. Thank you for being my guest and thank you for uh, sharing your experience and your information with us. Thank you for inviting me. This is, this is great. I've, it's been a delight to get to know you even this much. And I look forward to what we will be able to do together. There's a reason why we met. I agree. I agree. All right, Jory, thank you so much. All right, thank you. And thank you guys for listening. That's going to conclude us for Focused on Forward. Well, that concludes another episode of Focused on Forward. To be a guest of Focused on Forward, you can reach us through Twitter at PodcastFOF, through our Facebook page named Focused on Forward, or through email, focusedonforward at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing each and every one of your stories that has yet to be told. So until then, be safe, be kind, and be loving to one another as you stay focused on forward.